Jasmine, give me a beat. Hello. You came here to watch Midori's World. And today... Okay, are you going to talk over me? Are you going to let me say what we got to say? Then you're going to do your organ. Are you going to do... Which one are you going to do? Thank you, Jasmine. So I'm going to say what I got to say, and then you're going to passionately organ. You're you're trying to overtake me with the organ, and I don't appreciate it. Thank you. Okay. So... Are you ready to give me an organ play, Jasmine? Yeah. Okay, let's do it. Hello, guys. This is Midori's World. And today's topic on Midori's World is part two of White Friends. Are they invited to the cookout or are they not? But let me tell you, man, we're going to get down to the business. I'm going to preach I'm going to teach. We're going to see who's invited to the cookout, who has the raisin clothesline, who's telling people that they don't see color to your black grandma, who's telling the truth, who's saying that their boyfriend is black, and that way they can say the N-word on the streets. We're going to figure it out today on Midori's World. So let's get to the topic and let's get ready and go. So, guys, I am... The wonderful, the one and only Midori, Midori Days. If you want to call me that, you can follow me on my Instagram, which is Miss Story YouTube. Three S's for the Miss YouTube and Story. Then, if you want to follow me on my YouTube, it's Midori Days TV. Make sure you check that out. I will be dropping videos as we speak. Then we have my lovely, beautiful assistant, Jasmine. Jasmine Cash, the Jasmine, the Jasminator. Let's talk about her. Let's see her. Jasmine, what are you doing? Tell me about you. I want to hear it. Let's go, Jazz. Hey. Hey. How's it going? <laughs> um, yeah, that's me. I'm Jazz. That's my name. Don't wear it out. Um, I don't do many things. Um <laughs> But I do draw sometimes, so check me out at Cash is my real name, or just look at me doing dumb shit all the time at Chunky Carlos. I just do dumb shit. <laughs> I just do dumb shit. Jasmine, that was beautiful. Yeah. That was beautiful. Thanks. Jasmine Cash, everyone. Now let's jump into today's topic, white friends, part two. Are they invited to the cookout or not? Jasmine? Ooh. Would you like to start this convo? Absolutely. As the CEO of White Friends. (laughs) Um, yeah, White Friends. I feel like we covered a lot, but there's still so much that I was also tipsy. Yeah, we were a little turnt. Um, but that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, I feel like we we covered how like, you know, it's impossible for any white person, especially white people who have friends that are black, um, to really understand the experience of being black. And I feel like, you know, sometimes even if they don't mean to, they definitely, they definitely uh, say and do ignorant shit. And then, you know, there are folks that are just ignorant and they just say it and they expect their black friends to just be cool with it because of the environment that they're in. And um, yeah, I guess, we're just going to dive deeper in that, you know? 
Yes, we are. And the first person on the list uh, is someone that I can passionately talk about for hours. I could passionately talk about for days. I could passionately talk to you just at any time on this person and uh, my conspiracy theories about this situation. So the first person on my hit list is Kylie Jenner. And, I, like um, I don't like. I don't like those terms. Oh well, I said them. So Kylie Jenner, white bitch. <laughs> yes, Kylie Jenner is the first person that I want to talk about because she yes. has not only one but twice done disrespectful shit to her black girlfriends, and I want to talk about oh. it. About so yes, let's talk I about the like whole the whole clan, the whole ca- the Kardashian yeah, clan, and how it also relates because it also relates in everyday life. It's not just like these celebrities, but it's easy to use them as an example so that the little folk can understand. Yes, and I feel like the issue that people like Kylie Jenner and a lot of white people is that they're very performative about their relationships with their black peers absolutely and a lot of the times i feel like when it comes to white friends having their token black friend it's it's exactly that a token this person like they treat this person basically as an accessory you know and yeah. like oh this is my friend my black friend you know or they and then use them to-, to get accepted into a community in which they would not have yeah. been easily accepted into it's and it's even then like it's still very like accessory you know it's like oh i got the pin the black friend pin i got it i can come now i'm invited you know and it's not even that it's also just like it also gives them this like sense of okay when it comes to appropriating culture and when it comes to you know being offensive even in a very like small unconscious way you know and it's like you know feeding into anti-blackness towards their own black friends without even like understanding it and only really seeing themselves in the situation and i feel like with someone like kylie jenner specifically i feel like we've seen on two occasions where she's had these strong black female friends that she has no problem oh yeah no 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 finish up that sentence and then i'll 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 tell you that, um, that she has no problem, you know, like, showing off and, like, wearing makeup on and fucking wearing cute fucking hoops with and getting braids done with. No problem with that. No problem hanging out with them in the public eye. No problem being seen with them. But when it comes to them facing struggles, you know, whether it's something as simple as being accused of your fucking sister's and gross And now I want to talk about or- this. Because yes, okay, I, I would also say the other one. <laughs> I'm passionate. No, we're gonna break. We're gonna dissect them both. I'm passionate okay. about both topics, but I'm also very passionate about this Jordan Woods topic for a very specific reason, and I want to talk about it. So Jordan Woods has been okay. Kylie Jenner's friend for years. She met through Jaden Smith. They were best friends. Blah blah blah. Jordan Woods was so close to Kylie that they lived together. She didn't even live. She didn't even let uh, Travis Scott live with her the way like the like the place where Travis was like living with was her and Jordan's place. Like her and Jordan had they lived 
in the same home. That's how close they were. They they mm-hmm. they did everything together, and I'm pretty sure they they made out and made love together. Like they were close. They were they were lovers. I like you can't that's, assume that. That's like like my low key belief, but like I'm getting besides the point. Anyway, when, when um, let's get back to the facts. Okay, never mind. Yeah, I honestly do think that Kylie literally loved Jordan in a way that she'll never love again. I think that um, Kendall is the gay one, and that indeed did not happen between Kylie. <laughs> but, but anyway, I could be wrong. I still have this theory. But anyway, back to like actual factual points of what I'm saying. Um, Jordan Woods was at a party, and there was that dusty, trashy Tristan Thomas guy who was a basketball player, who was dating one of her sisters who kissed Jordan. Here is my issue with this story and this this um, perception that the media has. Jordan said that she was kissed by Tristan. She was kissed by Tristan. She did not know that she was going to get kissed. He kissed her. She did not see it coming. And if anyone who has ever been hung over before, you don't see a lot coming after, you know, getting drunk the day before. Anyway... You People don't expect to be kissed randomly on a yeah, day to day. You're just trying not to throw up. Anyway, mm-hmm. she gets kissed. Media outlets take it. They're telling they're telling people that she's like this horrible friend. Kylie's upset. No one's believing what she has to say, and everyone's running with the story. Now, the biggest issue that I have with this is because she did not consent to getting kissed. She just got kissed. She got kissed by an mm-hmm. older man. And then everyone ran with this story of her being a hoe or being a, a homewrecker. And everyone started attacking her, her body weight, all of this stuff. She started losing brand deals. And I think it's very problematic that we don't believe Jordan when she said she did not kiss this man. If she did not kiss this man, this man kissed her. This man has had a running issue with cheating on his wife. And now he kisses this they poor girl. Yeah, he kisses <laughs> he kisses this poor girl who is the the best friend of his of his fiance's little sister and who gets the heat for it? This this black girl. This black girl mm-hmm. has to take the cover for everyone. She is the scapegoat and I think it's disgusting how 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 traumatic it must be for you not only to lose your close friend for for everyone to hate you but then also you now have to deal with this burden a man has put on you for no fucking reason this man has harassed you in the public eye and now everyone in the public eye is blaming you for this guy's harassment for this guy kissing you you are getting blamed for it you're calling the whore while this guy is getting a, a pass disgusting mm-hmm. and we need to stop that and it's filled with the same woman who's cheating all night absolutely and, and i think it is it angers me how we believe this white woman's perception after we know damn well of oh, this yeah. track record that this man has had in the streets he is the streets he is the car he is the pavement he is the lines. He is everything. And it is disgusting that we blame this girl and we made her almost so depressed to the point of like suicide. And we are cursing her little sister and all this stuff when she was the victim. She was a victim. 
And we need to stop victim blaming black women. We need to stop. She was she was harassed. So we when does it when does it stop where we when we start to think and say, hey, this girl was actually harassed. She's actually a victim. She didn't ask to be kissed. This guy kissed her. What's up with that? When do we ask those questions? And that's what I have to say on that. Um, I feel the same way about Meg Thee Stallion, mm-hmm. too, and I will get just as passionately about her than I will with Jordan Woods. But it just infuriates me that this girl got kissed and everyone was calling her a whore. And she literally was depressed. She had no one but her family, you know. And now, Jasmine, you so, can take the stage. The thing about the, yeah, so the thing, so how that relates to this specifically is also that as a person to claim to be very close friends with this person and someone who really like claims to care about this person, I feel like it was very clear that none of that was, you know, they only really cared about this person when it was convenient. I don't know if anybody remembers this, but there was a rapper. I forgot who it was. I don't really care who it was, honestly, who had a really terrible song uh, released where (laughs) Kylie and Jordan had a cute little snippet at the end. And you can clearly hear Kylie using the N-word. But, you know, I think they kind of, like, debunked it by saying it was auto-tuned and it was actually Jordan that was saying it. But regardless, had Jordan not had been there, highly doubt Kylie would have been able to get away with that. It's very just, like, this pattern that I've seen with certain white folks where it's, like, they have black friends at a convenience for themselves without at any point caring about that person's struggles, well-beings, anything, how people view them in their circles, how people treat them in their circles, how they live in the world out completely different from theirs. And it's frustrating because it's like, had that been a white friend, would things have been different? You know, like would they have treated the situation with a lot more care had it been one of their white friends? So, and that that also plays into the way also, like when it comes to Meg the Stallion, you know, this is someone that she's over here posting about them, hanging out. They're over also, here, you know. Um, I do want to say just one thing about the situation too. After Jordan Woods like was like, like trash, they also went on their live television season show to call her fat and ugly. Like, like they literally said that on the show and it's disgusting. That's- it's like crazy that you could say that this person's like family to you for all these years and all of a sudden Mm -hmm. when she gets harassed by your husband you throw her to the wolves and then you go on your show and call her ugly and fat like literally you call her ugly and fat like how could you say that about a girl who you know has body issues body imaging issues that's disgusting Mm -hmm. and that's all I have to say about that now it's it's also very like well it also like but it even more gives me more anger when it comes to like thinking about Kylie Jenner and her relationship with her because Kylie Jenner is also very well known for appropriating black culture and it's like down on this girl that you claim to have cared about and you conveniently you know appropriated all types of things you probably learned from her you know and that's also the same thing that I not like the exact same thing no I won't say that but I feel like what I meant to say was that that's a really common thing with a lot of white people with black friends, especially black 
female friends. Like black, like white women with black female friends. I feel like it's really easy for them to kind of like not really care when they're showing vulnerability or are in a situation where they're vulnerable because they have some kind of expectation of black women to constantly be strong and handle things, which is, you know, it's something that I feel like everyone struggles when it comes with viewing black women. Like everyone kind of has this expectation and handle things like handle bullshit more. And when it comes to having, you know, friends, I've noticed, you know, white women are more likely to be very nourishing towards other white women as opposed to towards black women or women of color. And it's frustrating, you know, because you sit there and you call these people your friends just to turn around and not really give them the same kind of compassion you would have given someone else simply because you have to be there for you when you need them to be like black women always exactly. want, they always want black women to come to the defense like oh wait but my friend said it was okay that oh, i could say this word yeah. this at the third and not even that even with like everyday life situations it's like i've been in situations with you know white friends where it's like they talk about the issues they have in their life you know and i i listen obviously because i want to be a good friend and sometimes it's like there's certain things that I can't relate to because I don't have certain privileges, you Absolutely. know, and they don't realize that, you know. Hmm? And there's certain things oh, that they don't <laughs> understand that 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 when you're talking about yeah. it, they don't they don't connect that. Exactly. But it's also very like. There's been situations where it's like, like, let's say we're talking about depression, they can understand depression for themselves and they could be like, yeah, like this is this thing that I'm struggling with. And, but when it came to, you know, anything involving like my, my depression or even something simple as anxiety, like experiencing anxiety, it's definitely something that I feel like a lot of people really don't take serious in black women, because aside from amongst the black community, like not really believing in a lot of certain mental illnesses and, or mental health in general, along with the fact that, you know, expecting Black women to, like I said, just deal with shit, push through, be strong. But like, that's what you got to do. That's what you're built for. And it's not true, you know? So it's like, there's been times where like, I could be in an like in a situation that gives me a lot of anxiety and my white friends would have no understanding of that or wouldn't even care in the sense of like, I'm feeling vulnerable. But when it comes to them feeling vulnerable or them dealing with their issues like anxiety or depression, I'm kind of expected to be really nice and nourishing and caring about it. And it kind of creates this really unfair system where it's like I've seen white friends rely on their friend, like their friends of color as a source of comfort and not be able to return that or not be willing to return that. And that's something that someone like Kylie Jenner clearly Ex- like expresses because then you look at the issue with Meg the Stallion. This is she had a horrible violent act committed on her during a party at this girl's house, and she said nothing to her or anybody else, but had no problem showing off their friendship when they're partying and it looks good, you know. So it's very like not only are you using these women as accessories essentially and as something to kind of make you look cool, so not caring about them and treating them as if they are disposable which is very true like she treated them like they were disposable she dropped one black oh sorry (laughs) also no i just want to say that you raised some great points when meg the stallion was shot 
Kylie Jenner did not say anything publicly, did not send her condolences, did not send her a basket, nothing. But also... And it's like... Oh, sorry. Wait, also, <laughs> the day the day after, or, like, when reports were breaking that uh, Meg Thee Stallion got shot, Kylie Jenner actually posted picture of her, of her feet, like, pictures of her feet saying that, like, she she got a good foot job or something like that, or good, like, her nails done. And I think it's, like, fucked up that you know your friend that you were, that you were using for clout got shot at your party or whatever the shit was going on, something that you were at or hosting. <laughs> and then you then don't even, you don't even like say, Oh, I hope you do better. I hope you get well. You just don't say anything publicly, even though you use this girl publicly to get black popularity. And then you, you just go on about your day. Like she didn't even exist or matter. And I think that that is messed up. Mm-hmm. That's horrible. That's literally the issue where it's like treating your black friends as if they're disposable. And and I feel like even on a smaller scale, there are a lot of white people who will have black friends and they have them so they can feel cool. They can feel like they're connected with something that they're not. They can they basically like 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 accessories like, or like cute baggers. that they don't have to think deeper or internalize their own privilege like they don't have to then yeah do the like work. they never have to think about and it's also like not realizing certain things that they think and do may be inherently racist regardless if they understand that it is and i feel like someone like kylie jenner is also a good example of this because there's been times when she's been called out especially by other like famous black women and her responses were always just like whatever haters and it's just like it's this like idea she that like no i'm not steals from a lot of black brands no one talks about oh, that but she yeah. steals from a ton of black indie brands and both her and chloe do it <laughs> both her and chloe steal designs from independent black owned and then they don't give them any profit clients. they they kill their business no profit no and then they go on like, oh my god, you guys, new lip coat. Like it's ridiculous. And when I tell you, you how know, crazy like, it gets, they, they even sell, they even sell designs like graphic art designs, like logo designs. Yeah, whole everything. They've stolen whole fucking styles of shit, like whole dress designs, everything. But um, what's it called? But that's the thing. It's like yeah, like profiting and benefiting from black people and then not being able to speak up and protect them and be there when we need them like when we need y'all that's even because it's like even like on a personal level yes you can't be here supporting me because but you always want me to support you and on a bigger level i'm out here living in a racist world and you ain't fucking helping me you know like imagine being in public with someone that's supposedly your friend and you encounter someone who's being racist and belligerent and instead of helping you, you know, they decided to move on and do something else or walk away or leave you there or, you know, they leave try to tell you, oh, yourself. you know, yeah, that or, you know, trying to tell you that, oh, like you shouldn't involve yourself with that. or so It's like racism is something we ask to be in, like involve ourselves with. It's something that happens around us that isn't about us. It's about y'all's hatred and shit. So it's like there's been so many times that I've witnessed and even experienced where it's just like white people just not understanding that and feeling like it's something that's 
kind of like feeling that like racist situations is something that's easy to get away from. It's like, no, it's literally everywhere. Just because you can't experience it doesn't mean that it's not everywhere because it is in every situation, every day of our lives. <laughs> but yeah, I think, yeah, it's, it, it, it's the irresponsibility, you know, like loving our music, loving our culture, loving everything that we create and then not being able to support us when it's very clear that the world doesn't love us, you know? It's like, you love to have us make things for you. You love our braids, you love our hoops, you love our like music, you love our clothes, but you don't love us, like what the fuck, you know? And it sucks because I feel like there's some, there's certain white people that feel like, but I'm your friend, like, what do you mean? And it's like, no man, it's bigger than that. And you not realizing that it's bigger than that is harmful. I 100% agree with you. And um, I think that I think that we need to also be careful of the white people we align ourselves with in the future. You know, like, like, poor Jordan, you know, poor Jordan. Like, I think about that, like, Wait, poor Jordan, poor wait, 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 oh poor yeah, you cut me. out, your sound cut out for a second, try, say it once more. Oh, um, I was saying poor Meg, uh, for honestly all the black folks with white friends that are irresponsible. I think, but I feel like there's also, I think oh. when you have a, a white friend, you should always have in the back of your head that there's a, there's going to, like, they're good up till this point. <laughs> And you have to just yeah. keep on checking it to make sure that you guys are on the same track of, of like progress. Yeah, you know? like it definitely, definitely a vibe check every once in a while. But I also feel like there's another end of the spectrum that it's like it's also disrespectful, but it's like I get that you mean well, but you gotta stop kind of situation where there's like I feel like there are certain white friends who are great and they do everything in their power to be as supportive and understanding they they understand their privilege they use it to our benefit it's like all oh, that shit could be amazing a wonderful advocate all that shit but then you know there's that percentage of the few that are like that that kind of take it to a place that's a little like oh right and that's like the place where it's like yes now i'm one of you and it's like whoa no <laughs> no 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 that is not what this relationship that is, is chad like, hanks no. guys that tom hanks's son that is first of all no nobody ever invited chad hanks anywhere he just decided to adopt this he's just a regular cultural virtue and now he says patois he does patois on instagram as well as on his youtube and it is it's interesting yeah but like speaking of you know we got folks like adele making a fool of herself this year uh <laughs> and we all loved Adele. The black community accepted her. We loved her love she for She set Beyonce. fire to the rain. We loved her fucking rapping to Nicki Minaj. We were like, we love her. Pass her a plate. And then she come up in this bitch, fucking Juve, with the fucking Bantu nuts. And it's just like, ma'am. That looked like a whole train wreck. That looked, she knows she fucked up like when that picture got taken. You could see her face in the picture that she's like, ah, fuck. But then she posted it, and it's just like, 
that me that tells me that maybe her like manager or like she has someone else who does social media for her because a lot of celebrities do have that that means that they took that picture right and she was like ah, i don't know about this one guys i yeah. feel like this was probably better kept a secret and then they posted it and she was like you done fucked my whole career up <laughs> but regardless if it was a secret sis you shouldn't have been doing that and it's and it's not like we it's not because we can't share culture or shit like that but it just like it's like it's very like it feels like you don't understand and you still don't really respect it because it's the same thing with like nice guys you know you think because you're nice now you get a reward and that's not the case it's like just because you're on the right side of the fight doesn't mean you could get away with shit that we would be upset with people doing on the wrong side of the fight it's like no bitch you can't you're not no but also you can engage as a white person in someone's culture and be respectful and not be a culture vulture exactly being amongst it is one thing and but like take like fucking getting the braids and the bantu knots and changing up how you speak to people and wearing you know clothes that are like a part of our community and shit to like i'm like yeah it's like you're playing a character and to me that says that you see us as a character you see us as like this idea and you think that you could just adopt it and become one with it and that's not how you share culture that's how you steal it like like a psycho so what is the right way jasmine what is the right way that you feel that people should share culture like, what is the right way? Like, let's say she went to the carnival. What would be the right way for her? Because for me, I would say she could just dress like Adele and be on the sidelines and enjoy the show. But what if she yeah. wanted to be a part of the show? What would I mean, what would be the right way for fair, her to do it? Like, to be fair, like, what she was wearing didn't upset me. Like It was a band like two knots for me. <laughs> That's what it was for me, too. Like, I feel like, all right, you want to wear the Jamaican flag? Okay, you know. And my thing is, like, I can't even say for sure because different cultures feel differently about their flags. Yeah. You know, like, uh, for me, like, I don't really care if another person wears, like, a Puerto Rican flag, you know? I don't know if I want her repping my flag, though, to be H. But either way, you know, like, I was also, like, told as a kid by my mom that, like, you know, there was a time if you, you know, had anything on the flag in Puerto Rico was a crime. And on top yeah. of that, you know, like the connection with the Puerto Rican flag in America is very like sacred. Cause it was also a time where it was illegal to have your like Puerto Rican flag showing anywhere like in America. So I understand that there's certain cultures that have like a more in-depth feeling with their uh, flags. So even that can still be offensive. And I feel like, you know, it's the same. Think of it like this way. Imagine if it's religion, right? Like, if you were to visit someone that uh, a religion of a church of religion that you don't necessarily believe in or practice yourself, you wouldn't just like come in and start like wearing all their shit and like like doing whatever, like butching all the fucking yeah, prayers just for and a moment to then like discard it next tomorrow. Yeah, and then just, like, forget about it tomorrow. Like, I'm not going to show up to a Jewish family wearing a yarmulke because I want to think, because I think it's cute, you know? Like, you don't, just like how, like, you know, people don't just wear, like, rosaries for um fun, and it's not cool to wear a hijab for, like, f- like for shits and giggles, you know? It's, like, it's about respect. You can respect things without 
essentially trying it on for yourself. And even if you do, I feel like those things happen in intimate situations, you know, where we are comfortable with you wearing like certain things and like certain hairstyles and talking a certain way, but that's an intimate person to person situation. It's not the overall situation. It's not the community. Therefore, you shouldn't display exactly. You know, you shouldn't display it as such. I feel like you can learn so much and get so intimate with so many different types of cultures everywhere without trying to take it over and wear it as something that you think is trendy. You think it's cute. It's not about being cute it's this is somebody else this is sacred to someone else and even if it's not sacred like this is it holds more depth than you can understand with certain things you know it's like so even something as simple as like like things amongst hood culture you know it's like it's not that you can't be a part of this you know it's just that you don't have the same connection with this so it doesn't really feel right you know it feels like you're just kind of trying us on it feels like you're just being like, yeah, this thing, like, look at what I've discovered. Oh, my God. Isn't it cool? Isn't it cute? Like, look at this. You know what I mean? It's like, no, bro, that makes me uncomfortable. You're a fucking weirdo. <laughs> and that was like, Jasmine's why? TED Talk on that. Um, not on that. It's just like, listen, sis, don't do the fucking fancy knots. It's gonna make everybody uncomfortable, and even Honestly, if it was, yeah, and that's such a cultural thing. It's like weird. Yeah, because here's also the biggest thing, especially with Black culture, is that everything amongst our culture is constantly being criticized and scrutinized, and all types of shit. You know, like if a Black We're, girl wears bantu knots, it's gonna be a different, a different, yeah, gonna a completely say different, different shit. situation, completely different response. You know. People can't get jobs. People lose jobs. People, you know, are getting... For a long time in New York City, people discriminated against dreadlocks. And now they abolished the rule. Yeah, for a while, you were if you had dreadlocks, depending on how they looked, they wouldn't give you a job because they considered it messy hair. But now it's not considered messy hair anymore. However, it's messed up because when white people have dreadlocks, it's seen differently and it has a different connotation. Yeah. I see white people with dusty, musty fucking dreads working in all kinds of fucking places. And it's just like, like what stock, is- like stockbrokers. And it's just like, but to be fair, though, most white people with dreads that I see in New York City, at least, um, most of them are on drugs. So maybe they weren't looking for a job. <laughs> so, but regardless, you know, it's like the problem with, you know, wearing our hairstyles that one aren't meant for their hair you're just gonna damage your hair you psychos and and like our clothes and like trying to like copy and steal our vernacular like the way we speak to each other and stuff and our music it's because it's like we are the ones that have to suffer when it when it's when it comes to that and it's constantly being put down constantly called we've been like get called ghetto trashy ratchet all this fucking shit Also, I want to talk about a point because this point is something that that that's been on my mind that that Mm -hmm. I feel like can can be another point. Women, black women are told all the time that they are doing something wrong, that they're trashy, et cetera, et cetera. And I want to just bring this point up because I feel like this speaks to my soul right now. People always get on black women for wearing tracks, for having wigs, 
Did you know that Kylie Jenner has tracks in her head? She she has extensions. Extensions are white girl tracks. And we need to stop thinking that these white girls' hairs are that long because it's not. And I'm tired of these guys. First of all, we know it's not. (laughs) I know, no, but there are guys, a lot of guys think that these white girls' hair is real. And then they criticize and they condemn black girls Mm -hmm. for for, for wearing wigs or just wearing their hair the way they want to. Leave black women alone. Leave our hair alone. But First also all, that's also the other thing. Oh. But also say, like, that's white also women wear wigs. White women wear wigs all the time. Kim wears wig, Kim Kardashian wears wig, and they also have tracks and extensions. So shut the fuck up. Leave me alone and let me live my life. That's the thing though. Um, because like I said, it's like, whatever we do, it's a problem. Whatever they do it, it's acceptable. It's a norm. It's yeah, okay. Yeah, and no one it's, questions it. Yeah, especially like, especially like Kylie out here with like different colored wigs and stuff, like all that shit, right? She learned about all of this through her black friends and her black stylists. It's fashion forward. It's totally like it's new. It's fresh. Never thought of when you see in magazines and all this shit talking about she's a trendsetter. Meanwhile, black women in the entertainment and and everywhere have been doing this with their hair, the colorful wigs, the crazy styles, all that shit for years. All right. But you don't see people like you don't see white people glorifying like little Kim and literally all black women, the same way that they do with Kylie Jenner. Like they look at her as like the norm, you know? And it's like, that's what makes this shit unfair, you know? And that's, cause I've, um, I've had conversations with people about like, you know, white women and white people in general, like appropriating hairstyles specifically. And like their argument was like, you know, like it's your hair, you do whatever you want with your hair. And the reality is it's like, if it wasn't for the fact that black women get criticized far more harshly for the same hair that was meant for their hair type, then it wouldn't be a problem. You're right. Do whatever you want with your hair, but it is a problem. And that is what's happening. So it is the issue. You know, you can't appropriate this thing and tell me that it's okay when I can lose my job for having braids and you won't, you know? Absolutely. Jasmine. And it's like, and that's, and that's also, that's also oh, sorry sorry no and, and that's, that's <laughs> like my thing like we always have this 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 idea in our head of what bl- black women can and cannot do what they can and cannot pass but we don't give that same standard to all other races and that's a problem no. black women are always told, especially yeah black women are always told well why don't you wear your real hair why don't you shut the fuck up? And then what we do? Yeah. Oh my God. There is nothing more upsetting than when you see a black girl minding her business and then she wears like everyone's like, oh, won't wear her natural hair. Where's her natural hair? Oh, it's so ugly and shit. What short. if she like, has alopecia? Also, like mind your business. Like, mind your business. I don't see you saying that to Sally. I don't see you saying. Yeah. What is that yeah, your real that's hair? Goddamn Sarah. Fuck off, Sarah. <laughs> but 
there, however, I have also seen situations with white friends trying to defend themselves with their black friends when it comes to appropriating culture. Because sometimes the issue is, is that your black friends will confront you. You'll be hanging out one day and one day they'll be like, oh my God, look, I got my baby hairs done just like you. <laughs> and it's like, you know, some people could be comfortable. It's interpersonal, I get it. But it's other times like when they address it, it's like they try to find these bullshit reasons to justify it. Like, I don't understand why it's a big deal. It's just hair. And like I said, the same no, shit always said. You don't. It's not just hair. You don't. It's just, you don't okay. tell me that you have baby hairs like I do, baby girl. We have a problem with like, that sentence. I, I have a problem. I have a problem with that sentence. Don't you ever say that sentence to me. <laughs> don't you ever. You're Not cute. Once. You're cute right now. That's a cute sentence. If you ever say that to me, That's it's going to be an uncute real quick, and you're going to get a turnaround. Um. Baby hairs, yeah, baby hairs just like me. Baby girl, first of all, first of all, you don't lay it down slick like I do, okay? You don't lay that shit slick down that I do. You don't got that kink. You don't got that pizzazz. They should be fully grown adult hairs and their foreheads just be greasy. Like, sis, what are you doing? (laughs) What are you doing, girl? I just hate it when, when white people try to talk black. Just be you. Just be authentic. Yeah, that's what I, yeah, like that, the whole like the Av thing and like especially especially amongst, you know, queer white men and just like queer white folks in general, but mostly like gay white men, you know? And we all know gay white men love to steal everything from black women and black queer folk. So it's like when it comes to using our vernacular and using like like our av and everything, it's like it's so frustrating because there will also be the same ones right up on Grint on Grinder and shit talking about no blacks, no Asians, no fatties, no none of this. And it's like sis, get help, yeah. <laughs> just get help, okay? It's just ugh. at the end of the day, it's just like. I do believe there's good white friends, but even the good ones, there's shit that they're going to get wrong. And And they just have to learn and unlearn. Yeah, the real test is if they are willing to learn and unlearn, you know? Because if they're not, you need to unlearn that friendship and give them the door. Yeah, because also, I feel like there's another type of white friend that's also dangerous because they're low-key gaslighters. Let's start there. But I feel like there's the white friend that... um, is super educated African American. Do you hear that? Huh? Do you hear that? What, what is that? Is that your cat? My sister's cat's meowing outside. I think she has her ball. She does well, have that's her ball. Oh. <laughs> oh my god! She cat meows me- when she has her ball and then she wants. <sighs> Okay, okay, Jasmine, you keep on going on with your point. I'm just going to have to go take the ball from her. So you keep on going. I'll be back. Okay. <laughs> so, yes, the um, <laughs> hot dog boxers. Oh, man, being a cat parent is something else. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I don't have a cat anymore. Um, And I don't want to talk about it. 
yeah. I do want to finish saying what I was going to say, but I also, I want her to hear it. <laughs> Whatever, y'all will hear it. So here we go. The other white friend that I feel like is very harmful is the very well-educated, quote-unquote, in African-American affairs. Because, okay, she's back. I just want to <laughs> say yes, guys. I do have um some boxers on, and they have, like, little, like, uh... They have little, uh, I, I already addressed the hot dogs. They have hot dogs. <laughs> I already addressed them. So, like, uh, I was, like, I went outside my door to go see my sister's cat, and she saw me, and then she fucking booked. Like, she she ran, and then she turned back, and she saw me again, and she just went to dust. So I had to chase her and get this ball, and then she just... Like, when I touched her, she said, meow. And then she just, like, and then I hugged her because my sister's not home now, so she's just lonely. So I gave her a hug, and now she's okay. But back to racism, white people, and power. What were you saying, Jasmine? I was saying be wary of. (laughs) I've said this, like, four times now. I I want to know what you said while I was away, but I I guess I I see it as a back take. I was talking about you leaving and... Anyway, so, yes, the one who's well-versed in African-American affairs and history and all that shit. The white friend who thinks they know everything about everything when it comes to- Because they took a class. Yeah, because they took a class and read, like, four books, you know? And it's like- And have three black friends. Oh, barely. Usually they don't even have that many. That's what's even more hilarious. That's what's even more hilarious because those will be literally the ones that were like, I know so much about black people and only have one black friend or less. None. <laughs> or a half black friend. That's their only black friend. <laughs> but. And that black like, friend doesn't even think they're black. That's- yeah. My thing is like, there are people who are really educated in like black history and, Af- and like all the, the this country, all our injustices, all of that. And they're decent people. And they're good and they're fine. And they they also don't claim that they understand it all. That's that's a good white friend. Like, you can be a part of the community, but you don't outshine the knowledge that you gain from the community. And that's the one. It's, like, the people who are, like, entitled, you know? And it's not, like, everyone who takes the time to educate themselves about Black affairs, which is good. You shouldn't feel entitled while doing that. But for the people who do feel entitled, those are the worst motherfuckers. Because they'll really be sitting there with you, telling you about shit about history that you didn't know as if, like, like, like it's a contest, if that makes sense, you know? I hate it when they're just like, I know this because I took a class. And I'm like, bitch, I know this because I'm actually Black and I go through it every day. Are you telling me that a textbook knows more than I do? Do you mean to tell me your textbook knows what it's like to be a black person? Yeah. Instead of a black person? But it's like Are you telling me a, Ros- also- a, a a Rosetta Stone or uh what is that what is that hill? It was that who was that textbook place that always made Capitol Hill books? No textbooks know no more about my life than I do. When slavery is only read like, three pages in every history book, let's talk about it. I feel like sometimes the entitlement also comes from like being able to have access to knowledge that other, that their black friends may not be ha- like access to, you know, yeah. where it's like, 
oh, I know about this thing in history that happened and whatever, right? And it's like, that's great. That's great. And it's like, oh, like, oh, wow, I didn't know that. And it's like, oh, my God, I can't believe you didn't know that. Like, this is so important for you to know. Like, you really oh. should know this. Like, as a oh. black person, you have to know about this. Oh, well, as and a white like, person, I, I need you to tone that down three decimals and tell me the information and not be patronizing because I actually yeah. go through a lot of shit every day. So because if you like- don't turn that down, Becky, I will turn it up. And, I, and th- when I turn it up, it won't be turned down and you will you will not like it. You, you will not like me turned up. But also, the outcome will be your tears. You know what it is? You ever watch Atlanta? Yes, I love Atlanta. And I love, ooh, my favorite character on Atlanta is, um, it's, it's, what's that guy, the tall guy, the one that's always confused? Oh, he's hot. He doesn't clean his, the actor, he doesn't clean his nails. Oh. There was a photo shoot. Dirty nails, oh. and I can't trust that. You wanted a photo shoot in a Are magazine? Yeah, I saw it like months ago. I think it was last year, actually. It really depressed me, but he's so hot. He is so like, hot, oh. and his character on Atlanta, I would date him so hard just because. Okay, this is why I'll tell That's you why I'll date him. I would That's- date him because I think that I think he's a caring guy. He always has the best of intentions. He's thoughtful. Um, he's a little bit dumb. I think he got that good dick and gives great head. Oh, yeah, baby. (laughs) Anyway. yeah. I didn't think about it like that. But when I think about it like that. Why would you think about it any other way? I was just thinking about his characteristics as a person. No, I don't give a fuck. I want him to fuck me. Well, I just, I would actually want to date him. Like, we'll go out on little no, cute dates. No, this is about love. I think this is that, a fucking love of Ray J. This is motherfucking fucking I, fight or fight, hey, ho. I would never sleep with Ray J. Let me tell you why. Because Ray J would just piss me off. He would say, I'm Ray J. And then I would just walk away. I'd be like, you know what? Fuck you, Ray J. All right, first of all, we have gotten way off topic. Brandy's off better. Topic. That's what I would say. We're and then. And then he would cry, and he'd call his mom, and then he'd be like, "Mom, this girl said that I'm be- I'm not better than Brandy." Right now, because oh, because I'm are. saying that Ray J's whack. Is that why? Because you're hurt. Ray J is whack. Um, anyway, Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> there's an episode with this fucking rich ass white dude who just loves black people and Africa, and he's like. He's learned everything. He's been to Africa. And there's a scene where he's like talking to uh, Donald Glover's character, whose name I don't remember. <laughs> I think it's like David or Don or something like that. Let's just say Donald Glover. Childish Gambino. Huh? I'm looking it up. You what? keep on talking. Anyway. Okay, there's a scene where he's like talking to him. He's like, yeah, like he's like showing him his office with all his artifacts and shit from Africa. And he's like, yeah, like, have you been to Africa ever? And he's like, no, because he's a regular poor black man. Earn, it's earnest. It's earnest. It's earnest. Ernest is like, no, because I'm poor. (laughs) And that's like, what that's what I think about whenever I see like like Africa and African American history and black people and shit and then like when they go to black people and like especially their own friends and they're like oh my god I can't believe you don't know that shit it's like you had resources that I didn't 
and this was history my own history that was purposely hidden from me but also <laughs> like, i've actually been in classes like african study classes where white people teach it and they don't always do it justice because they're teaching like, something that they, they have never experienced so sometimes they're so textbook that it, it takes away from the actual experience of what we deal with today and they don't know yeah, how to relate it the past also, to the present. Also, when it comes to textbook, uh, the American education system is racist does not tell us everything about And bias. Us. Yeah, it is racist and biased and very whitewashed. And it's like, even if, how is there an African-American study he's one taught by a white man uh, and it's two, always by a white man. Missing a lot, missing a lot, a lot, a lot of info. I was a in a lot, a lot, a lot of history. I was in. Uh, I took a a woman, a women in art, a, a women in art studies class, and let me tell you, that class has angered. That was the only class where I've actually like actively gotten into arguments with people and did not stop. And Jasmine, you know me, I really don't give that many shits. And I really don't like to argue with people. I like to mess with people, but I don't like to argue. But goddamn, when I tell you, Jasmine, I was so angry and so heated in these arguments because, like, literally, I was like, oh, so when are we going to get to African-American women? Or, like, because I know that there's a lot of black people in art. And my teacher literally said, um, we're not, there's, th like, the time period that we're covering, there's not a lot of African-American people in art. And I, I literally said, oh, are you sure? Because um, I don't think that's right. I don't think that's correct. I don't, I don't think. Maybe not in European art. Maybe um, not in this white ass textbook. There was art by black women. Yeah. Like, that's also why I really hate art history because um, a it's lot of racist. it's very white centered. Yeah, and it like, is racist. And it That's why I don't fucking trust it. Yeah, and anymore. there's a lot of black art, African art that has been around for years. So for you to say that is very problematic. And I had a whole big problem in that class. And then we yeah. had long before the Renaissance. Yes, we had, and I told her Sorry. that. And then I will never forget in this class we were talking about. Um, we got into this whole thing about voting. And uh, she was like mm -hmm. how she was trying to trying to make a point, like how women got their rights to vote after men, which is absolutely correct. However, we we forget mm -hmm. we forget to say that black women. Right. Yes. <laughs> women of color, black women got their rights way later to vote after white women, just like how black men got yep. their right to vote way later after white men we forget to to it's say true. that and when i when brought I, that up in class you know what she said to me she told me i don't think that's right and when i tell you i brought i took my phone out and i googled so quick and i was like um actually bop 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 because you are um, not about to be yeah because i'm gonna read you for filth because you really think that i care about my grades enough Bitch, I do care about my grades, but I'm still going to check your ass and you're going to have to listen yeah, because you're not about to spread misinformation to a bunch of kids who think you're correct. And then they're not about to try to fool me because I ain't the one. And I really brought it out. And I was like, um, actually, um, this was taught in my my high school history class. And also it's an easy Google. So I don't know. Yeah. <coughs> 
that's I it's easy to assume that that woman was in fact racist and white but no but she was like feminist and she was sense. just like she was just like we all need to stick together but I'm just like you're not sticking together for white feminist. yes and that's also a big problem like white feminism is so it's so anti-black and we need to feminism in general tends to be yeah. anti-black I feel like that's a whole nother topic in itself because that we is a whole other topic in depth with that one that one needs three three parts that one is, <laughs> the first part but, is just gonna be me yelling it's just gonna be me yelling yeah <laughs> just like ah but let's reel it back a little bit um and back into like a little bit of relation to that it's very like i feel like because I want to still make sure we stay on track. Like this episode. Also, about uh, we are close to an hour. We are at 57 minutes. We are going to go over, of course, but let's keep it going. All right. I'm going to keep it sweet. I don't have much to say next. <laughs> but I was going to say that, you know, I feel like, like with friendships with white people, sometimes they're so stuck on this idea of like, we should just get along. Because I feel like we touched about it a little bit um, in our last episode about how, like, your white friend can be good and, under like, not, like, understanding, but, like, understanding, you know, and respectful and all that shit, but then have their own other white friends who they don't go out of their way to address and call out that, you know, will make us uncomfortable. And they're, instead of standing up for their black friends or instead of, like, calling out their other white friends for their bullshit they kind of try to keep the peace, you know, and expecting their black friends to also keep the peace and, you know, just like, okay, like we'll all just play nice. And it's like, no, no. you know, that's not fair. Mm -hmm. It's not fair to say that we're all trying to be friendly kumbaya when that's not the case and that's not our experience. And the biggest issue with having white friends, I feel regardless, no matter how much they respect you and understand that they won't understand and all of that shit, if they're not addressing their fellow white peers of the bullshit that they bring to the table then they don't really care you know because it's like as the black friend it's like we see that we see you not calling out your other white friends we see you not defending us when your white friends are be you're being offensive or just like making us uncomfortable mm -hmm. you know we see it and not being active makes you a part of the problem and i feel like there's a lot of people who feel like you know yeah I'm like, but I'm here and I get you and I understand and all that. But it's like, if you're not being an active part of comfort, not just, you know, within your realm of understanding, but within like the, I like our racism exists everywhere. It's not just a topic to talk about. It's our real everyday life. And we don't yeah. understand it and visualize and see it and like, be like, oh, that's bad. You know, you, you're letting it continue and you're letting your friends continue to suffer and that's fucked up that's fucked up to not even consider you know and a lot of white people don't even consider that you know what i mean absolutely and all i have to and, say is that oh. as a white person all i expect is that you learn and and continue to learn with your black friends and listen to what they have to say listen more than you think you you understand because there's always going to be something that you don't understand yeah. because you're not living that life that they have to lead. So all you can do is listen, understand, and try to incorporate 
it in your life and live a non try to try to disassemble the people around you who are racist or problematic and try to teach and and help your black friend live a a more harmony a harmonious life like if you can like that's what you do for the black people around you for the black people you don't know if you love black people if you want to be supportive of the of the cause help black people by by calling out other white people in your life also remember that just like just care about black people in general not just your friends you know Everyone. i feel like there's certain white people who is like, yeah there's certain white people who will be really cool and civil with their friends who are black but when and it comes to racist. every day yeah like when it comes to people like just regular black people that they aren't connected to that they aren't friendly with that they don't know it's like a completely different atmosphere and it's like listen just because you think that you know, your one friend is super cool and that he deserves all this, like, respect and shit doesn't mean that that gives you the right to not respect Black people as a whole, you know? Like, he's, this, your friends aren't suddenly exempt from the horrors of racism just because you decided to be their friend, you know? And also, another little quick thing, um, don't constantly rely on your Black friends to educate you about Black issues. Educate yourself. Because... Yeah, educate yourself. We're exhausted for living it. Like, bitch, I'm already black. What else do you want from me? Cause also, like, even listen, I'm gonna be honest with you. I personally, and this has only been this only happened to me recently because of all the protests that's been happening. I just feel like as a white person, um, don't ask me to come out to protest with you. Not because I don't want to protest or don't care but as we've seen it's a very dangerous situation specifically for the black folks out there you know that's not to say that white folks haven't gotten horribly injured because and even, they like, have lost some have lives. died yeah they've lost lives and all of that but the target is us you know so it's like don't ask me to subject myself to endangering myself or don't it's just different if your black that friends i act- would be wanting to go with you because it's it's about black lives because it's a black issue yeah that's the other thing it's it's both of those together it's like don't automatically expect because i am black that i'm gonna get up and do the first vigilante thing i could do for our causes it's like listen i gotta function differently as the black person you know <laughs> so it's like and then on top of that, to just be so, because there are a lot, I feel like there are a lot of white people who, like I said, are performative about their activism. It's like, it's all really an act, it's a show. And then there's also some that like, because they have fairly like mundane, not like mundane, but fairly tame. I wouldn't say tame either. They weren't harmed. And a lot of these protests that they go to, it's, it's like, they kind of like skip the idea that like it's far more dangerous for their black friends, you know? And it's like, if your black friends ask you if they want, if you want to come with them while they protest, protest, totally fucking fine. It's your black friend opening up the space for you. Like come with me to this thing that we can share together. That's about supporting my folks. Right. As opposed to being like, do you want to come do this thing with me? Like, no, I don't. 
really because like I I appreciate the the sentiment. Mm-hmm. No, exactly. the cat is she's all right. She's by herself. I think she wants me to come. So so I'm not saying we should just wrap this up, but give me the power speech of a lifetime. I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna wrap it basically. Um uh just think about it before you ask it about asking your black friends to go protesting with you and about asking your black friends to educate you about things because guess what we don't all know everything okay we're just people all right and it's like you it's your responsibility as a white person to combat race racism not ours we didn't start it <laughs> like and i am so the ones sorry for the cat stuff. in the background guys i'm so sorry she's just sad i can't even hear it i'm sure listen cats they just be doing some wild shit sometimes. And I 100% agree with what you said, Jasmine. And also, you know, just back to what I was saying, the thing that you can do for your black friend is to care about all black people and, and caring about their causes, their community, listening before before thinking that you know. The more you listen, the more you understand, the more you take in, and the more that you that you that you check the white people in your life, because it is very mm-hmm. uncomfortable for a black person to check a white person sometimes, but sometimes when white people check other white people, they listen better. So as a white person, the, the, what you can do is check your white friends and check their privilege and help them understand. But if you, un- but if you realize that the people, yeah, Sorry. but also if the <laughs> people that you are surrounding with yourself are people who can endanger your black friend, you then need to reflect on like, why am I hanging out with racist people when I have black friends? Why am I doing that? What am I, am I teaching these people? Am I calling them out? Or, and if they, and if they're not learning, I need to cut them out. Maybe like, 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 come on, man, you can't, the people you associate with yourself is, is, it's really important. So, um, you need to check that. And, um, that's really all I have to say. Do you have any other things that you would like to say, Jasmine? Um, always be wary of your white friends. We don't want to be, but it is what it is. But also, as a white friend, you want to still be friends? Do what you got to do, sis. <laughs> Absolutely. It's not our responsibility to end racism. It's y'all, because y'all the ones that are benefiting from it. Oh, and actually started it, so. Exactly. Just saying. Started it. Even I know you specifically, little Jimmy, didn't start racism, but um, your ancestors did, and y'all the ones that still benefit. If you're benefiting, you're the one that has the power to stop it. <laughs> Absolutely, and I 100% agree with you, Jasmine. And with that said, Midori's world comes to a close. I am Midori, my Midori, your host. I hope you enjoyed Midori's world. My guest host, Jasmine. She is here. You can follow us at our at our handles, which will be on the side. I hope you enjoyed this topic. I hope you learned. I hope you take something away. Um, leave something in the comments down below if you have anything to access. If you want, have us any topics that you would love us to discuss or to talk about in the future. Um, again, guys, I appreciate all your love and your support. And if you're hating, fuck you. And yeah, thanks for coming back to Midori's World. Yeah. Bye. Bye, my hands are sweaty.